all, a very good afternoon to you. It's exactly six minutes past one. This is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM with me, Salma Patel. It's quite an exciting day today. We have uh, a lot of news that has come in. Let's take a look at our top stories first. Uh, and uh, one of the main stories that have been coming out about the high traffic volumes expected on national routes such as the N1 and N3 this weekend as holidaymakers travel back to Gauteng ahead of the new school term. Also making headlines today, Nelson Mandela's eldest granddaughter, Ndileka, says the late statesman's family will have to decide how to deal with the latest book written on him by his medical doctor Vijay Ramlakan. Launched on the eve of Mandela Day this week, the book entitled Mandela's Last Years gives insight into the many aspects of Mandela's personal, family and official life right up to his death. His widow, Grasa Michelle, says she is taking legal advice on the book, which she says is an affront to Mandela's dignity and a breach of doctor-patient confidentiality. Dileka Mandela concurs. Now, the Grasa Michelle Foundation has yet to make its intentions known. In a WhatsApp message to me, Lieutenant General Vijay Ramlakan says there is a statement released by Penguin Random House, and that's the publishers of Vijay Ramlakan's book, and uh, he says with which I am in full agreement with. So let's take a look at that statement, and I'm going to read it to you verbatim so that you can decide on on which side or or what uh, your ideas and your thoughts are on this particular story. And it says, and I quote, response to legal action threat against PRHSA, that's Penguin Random House South Africa and Vijay Ramlakan. Penguin Random House South Africa accepted Mandela's last years for publication after the author Vijay Ramlakan advised Pe- Penguin Random House essay that he had received permission from Mr. Mandela's family to publish the book. Their representative, meaning the Mandela family's representative, was provided with proof of the book. Written with respect and with the support of family members, this book completes the story of Nelson Mandela. It reveals a man who showed immense courage, not only when he fought for the freedom of millions of people, but until the very end of his own life. A little bio on Vijay Ramlakan, who was born in Durban in 1957. He joined Mkontowi Sizwe in 1977 and uh, underwent uh, military training in South Africa and Swaziland. And as we all know, um, he, in 1993 and 1994, he served as Deputy Chief of the MK Health Service and led the MK Military Health Team for integration into the National Peacekeeping Force and later the South African National Defence Force, or SANDF. From 2005 to 2013, he served as South Africa's Surgeon General and in 2011, he was appointed as Chief of Corporate Staff in the SANDF. He retired from the military in 2015. And of course, we all know that uh, Nelson Mandela was actually laid to rest in 2013. Well, this is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. And from those top stories, let's look at the top story of today. And uh, it's quite an exciting one for activists and activism uh, throughout the country. It's the Active Citizens Movement that will be officially launched today. I have two guests in studio who will be telling more, telling us more about the Active Citizens Movement. And they are uh, Paddy. Kani. Good afternoon, Paddy. Welcome to Newsbreak. Good afternoon. Thank you very much, Paddy. And uh, a little bio about Paddy. I believe your full name is Gerald Patrick Kani. Is that correct? That's right. And what's, what's with Paddy? Oh, my parents, I think, very early on called me Paddy and everybody <laughs> else has done so ever since. And I think one of the more admirable things is I can't believe that you still know Latin. I can't speak it, but I can understand it. <laughs> okay, but that to me is mind-boggling. I mean, Latin is, is quite a difficult language to know. Thank you very much for joining us uh, on Newsbreak this afternoon. Um, Paddy Carney will be speaking as one of the interim members or interim members of the Action uh, Active Citizens Movement. We also have Mr. Roshan Jainath. Good afternoon to you, Mr. Jainath. Hi, uh, Salma. Thank you very much for joining us. Now, Roshan is, is the chairperson of the Peter Maritzburg arm of the ACM. So certainly not Sleepy Hollow in this instance. No, Am I correct? definitely not. Definitely not. Now, he became actively involved in South Africa's political landscape during the 1980s while studying at the Technicon Natal, operating underground in the student activism moment. Roshan is no stranger to threats and intimidation. He also uh, is a former member of the UDF and the NIC. So we do have have uh, two guests this afternoon in our studio who are quite well versed in activism and who are still modern day activists uh, in society as we speak. Remember, you can call us in studio on 089-310-8789. We're talking about uh, the launch of the Active Citizens Movement and what does activism mean to you today 
in modern day society? And uh, do you think that it's still relevant post apartheid? I know that it's quite a broad question that we are asking you, but we're trying to get a few more opinions from you and trying to jog your mind just a little bit. We're going to play you a short interview by one of the uh, keynote speakers who will be speaking at the, at the launch of the Active Citizens Movement this afternoon, and that is uh, M- Mr. Mavuso Msimang. Now, Mr. Msimang is uh, started his career as a UN volunteer for health and refugee programs in Zambia and then worked for the World Food Program in Kenya. He also worked for the UN World Food Program from 1977 to 1984 in Zambia and in Kenya. Um, Mavuso Msimang is also one of the party elders that met the governing party's leadership in 2016, calling for Zuma to step down. The group included Frank Chikane, cleric and former director general in the presidency, also former leader of the ANC Women's League, that's Gertrude Schope, erstwhile minister in the presidency, Isu Pahad, as well as Dennis Goldberg, a Rivonia trialist. Msimang is a representative of Corruption Watch and the former CEO of the State Information Technology Agency and the South African Tourism Board. He is a former director general in the Department of Home Affairs and uh, he's 74 years old. So, yeah, he's got quite a lot of experience in that little finger. And he's uh, going to speak to us right now about activism and what it means for the need for activism post-apartheid. Newsbreak's Rachel Vardy spoke to Mavusam Simang. These are very difficult times for the country. The people will be coming together to look at how best to carve the way forward for South Africa in the midst of the crisis that we are facing as a result of the poor governance of the country. You have been involved in various national and international projects. How is it then that you can encourage South Africans to become actively involved? I have indeed been involved in a number of activities forced really by our circumstances. But the most important thing right now is civil society to stand up and be covered. We have relied too much on political parties. I think they are doing the best they can, those who are in the opposition. The ANC, which is the governing party, has actually, the leadership has allowed the situation to deteriorate to the point where it really becomes important for civil society to see how important decisions such as were made by the Constitutional Court about the president can be implemented. Civil society must stand up and say our rights are being violated by this state capture, by this family who have come in here, befriended themselves with the president, and think they can actually criminally do anything uh, with our institutions. Unless civil society stands up and decides to take any important type of action, whether it's demonstrations, whether it's marches, uh, whatever is suitable and it would always be discussed, that should happen uh, as a matter of agency. We do not have more time now. How important is it for South African citizens to be active and have their voices heard with regards to issues that affect them? It is crucial that civil society stands up now and speak and, and, and that they speak loudly. And the reason that it's more important today than at any other time since 1994 is that we have a crisis of governance. And that was uh, Mavuso Msimang, who uh, is going to be the guest speaker at the launch or the official launch this afternoon. And that's of the Active Citizens Movement holding its official launch today at uh, the St. Aidan's Hall in Durban. And that's going to be starting right after the talk show. So you can give us your comments now. Call into studio 089-310-8789. How relevant is activism post-apartheid? Um, the guest speaker at the launch, as I said, will be Mr. Mavuso Msimang. Mr. Msimang was a member of the MK High, High Command, that's Mkonto Wesizwe, which is known as the Spear of the Nation. And uh, that was the then armed wing of the ANC. Now, if you remember Freedom Fighter Lenny Naidu, uh, he was a member of the African National Congress and a member of the military wing of the ANC, the Mkonto Isizwe. He fled South Africa and went into hiding in Swaziland. While Lenny Naidu and eight women cadres were re-entering South Africa via Pitratif, they were ambushed by security forces and all nine were ambushed and killed. Just a little nugget of history there. 089 you can talk to me, Salma Patel, on that number and uh, let us know your thoughts about activism and what it means in uh, modern-day South Africa 
Africa, especially post-apartheid. Let's go to Paddy Carney now, who is one of the interim members uh, of the Active Citizens Movement. Now, Mr. Carney, I know that uh, you were or you are quite uh, 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 an experienced activist as well. Can you tell us how, in your mind or in your opinion, how important is activism now as we speak? I think it's extremely important, um, even post-apartheid. You know, there are lots of issues in the communities and in governance, as Mr. Simang was saying just now. And I, I find that there are many people who are not happy with the present situation and do a lot of moaning and groaning, but that doesn't really help. I think what the Active Citizens Movement is saying, come and join in the the groups, the branches like the Peter Maritzburg branch, Durban branch, and there are a number of other branches. Come and join in and let your voice be heard. Don't don't sit aside moaning, but do something active to bring about change in our society. But thanks to social media, many people have taken to that platform to actually do most of their moaning, as you call it. Um, Isn't that also a form of activism or is it not? Well, it depends what the comments are like, really. You know, if, it, if it's uh, extremely negative all the time and not wanting to take any action, not wanting to get off your bum, as it were, you know, and, and be, be an active citizen, it doesn't help very much. Okay, we're going to be talking about more about what activism means and how you can actually get involved and get your voice heard out there and uh, make sure that you uh, are important and, and, well, your important thoughts are out there and that you get involved in activism and get what you want from society. 0893108789, I have Mrs. Govinda on the line. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, uh, Salma. How are you? I'm okay, Mrs. Govinda. How are you? Okay, uh, okay. And uh, to our guests out there, Salma, uh, um, I might be a little bit out of your topic. Mm -hmm. In coming to, um, you know, um, the ruling party and the parliament itself, there's it's a ruling party. It's supposed to be a government, a governing body, governing the people in this land. And the activism will only be fruitful and, you know, proper if we can put this ruling party and the ruling people, all the stakeholders, to govern our land. If that is not going to be taken down, we're going to be taken down into the depths of despair and the only few people are going to be sitting high up there and the rest of the country is going to be in poverty. Well, One think... of the ways we can lift ourselves mm-hmm. up is to introduce, make sure everybody is literate in this country. Without literacy, therefore, the masses are led like sheep. Well, that's a good point because here we have uh, an active citizens movement that is working towards literacy and working towards uh, uh, giving people a chance to actually air their views and uh, help make their country a better place. Am I right, uh, Mr. Roshan Jainath? Is that what the active citizens movement stands for? Well, 100%. And I think uh, Patty has alluded to um, the uh, prospect of giving people an opportunity to have a say. But, I mean, clearly from the speaker, Mrs. Governor, you can see there are very strong emotions that come across when people speak about government uh, and about issues of service delivery. Um, What the Active Citizens Movement will seek to do is to actually give direction to that emotion. Because, obviously, just being emotional and unhappy is almost like a national state of depression. I don't think we can really afford that. We need an action plan. So let's look at the social media aspect then. So just venting on social media, is that like a moot point? Well, I think it's important because it brings about awareness, but it's important to a certain extent. But venting responsibly. Yes. Yeah, okay. Right. Uh, Yeah, go ahead. So I think, you know, um, if we look at um, the apartheid state, right, what was very important to understand is that there was no constitution as such, right? In post-apartheid, we have a constitution. I mean, just about a couple of weeks ago, we've heard President Zuma on TV was saying that this is a very funny democracy. And clearly he doesn't like the Constitution. He believes in the right of the ruling party to make decisions. Now, this is the heart of it. Because, for example, if we want to protect this democracy, we have to actually protect the Constitution. Now, what President Zuma is saying 
is that it is a funny democracy, meaning that there's judicial overreach, but the judiciary is the arbitrator. Mm. Now, in a company, if you own a company and there's a shareholder in the company, right, what you will actually find is that there's a company's act, and that company's act does not allow company directors or company share shareholders to do whatever they want to. Likewise, in the governance, we have a constitution. The constitution is a form of controls, financial controls and other controls pertaining to human rights. Yeah. And it actually tells the government this is what you can do and this is what you can't do. Mm. We're going to stop you there, but we're going to uh, flesh that out just a little bit. I'm going to go quickly to Darren from Johannesburg. Good afternoon, Darren. Welcome to Newsbreak Talk. Hi, good afternoon, Soma. Thank you very much for taking my call. I think before we even start, you know, talking about what we do and how we actually start uh, getting, uh, you know, kind of actively getting involved in activism mm. is we need to unite as a nation. We need to get together as a nation. Uh, you know, if you look, look at the papers recently, you know, racism has, has reared its ugly head all over the place every single day without fail. You get that. And, and it I even think, goes yeah, viral on social media, any kind exactly. of racism. So, so I just think, you know, as South Africans, we need to understand we are South Africans. We're not Indian, colored, black, white, purple, green. We are South Africans. We own to a country. Thank you, and we have, we, have a, we, we have a constitution that we govern by and control by. And I think if we can use a constitution together mm. with the activism parties that are currently being put on, like mm. your guests are saying, mm. is let's talk with one voice. And we can together make an, a, a significant difference to the way our lives are being controlled and governed by the party we put into power. Thank you, Darren. You're echoing uh, Roshan Jainath's uh, uh, sentiments exactly there. 0893108789. That's the number you can call us on and uh, give us your views, uh, give your views a voice rather on Newsbreak Talk this afternoon with me, Salma Patel. I'm just filling in for Taresh Hari Prashad this weekend. And uh, we're talking about active uh, activism and what it means post-apartheid. Is it really important? Well, we already understand now that it is important for people to be active and to be involved in activism. But the manner in which you are involved in that activism, that's the key. 089 It's exactly 24 minutes past one. I'm going to be with you until two o'clock this afternoon. We're talking about the launch of the Active Citizens Movement. And as you heard uh, Roshan Jainath uh, talking there, uh, mentioning about President Jacob Zuma as head of the, the, the country, and of course, uh, as someone who is supposed to be protecting the Constitution. Now, President Jacob Zuma was speaking uh, at the uh, Albert Lutuli uh, um, Memorial yesterday, and he said there that the manner in which the former uh, late ANC President Chief Albert Lutuli died remains questionable. He was speaking in Groutful in KwaZulu-Natal and it was the 50th anniversary of the death of Lutuli. And uh, South Africa's first Nobel Peace Prize laureate died mysteriously in 1967. If you have been following Newsbreak, you would have heard that the inquest into the death of Ahmed Timol has also been reopened and uh, Zuma was reiterating the call for the opening of an inquest into how Lutuli died as well. Now, he also spoke about activism broadly, about how the plan of action of the ANC Youth League was adopted by the ANC mother body and brought about change in South Africa. I want you to take a listen to this clip. It's a clip of uh, President Jacob Zuma's speech that he gave uh, at the memorial at Groutville yesterday. And um, see if you can find something that piques your interest here. You can call me in studio on 089-310-8789. And then afterwards, we're going to go back to Paddy Kani and uh, Roshan Jainath from the ACM and flesh out some of those important uh, aspects of activism. But take a, f- a listen first to President Jacob Zuma. And of course, as always, some leaders undermine the intelligence of the followers. The outcome of that conference was that Chief Lutuli was elected as the president of the Natal province overwhelmingly. Of course, Champion did not just believe he was a leader. He almost believed he was owning the whole of Durban. <laughs> He's a man, even if you look back in the history, he quarreled with John Tube, he quarreled with many, because he had his own views. And this is what Lutuli felt should not happen, that he should be fighting with champion for his own sake. If the organization said so, then he will take the task. And he did become the president of the ANC. Provincial presidents were there. That's why the national president at that time was called president general, because he was a president over all other presidents. Of course, he organized in the province 
he was one president who did not sit. What he said when he became the president, he cannot be a president who does not know the strength of his organization in the province. And he does not want to listen to reports. He himself must organize, which led to this province getting a culture of organizing members into the ANC. Because he said <clears throat> to comrades here, if I'm a president and I'm sitting at the helm of the organization and I, know I don't offer membership where I come from, I've got no organization, how can I be a president? I want to feel that as a president, I have organized my province strong. That was one moment of political activism of President General Umadlandun. The times were changing because times change all the time, as you know. And I'm saying all of this because some people, when they see happenings in the ANC, they think it's the first time. They think it's because these people now are different from others. There are many people who don't understand the ANC, who think that the ANC belongs to individuals. The ANC of John Tube was not like the ANC of Mandela and Susul. And that was President Jacob Zuma delivering his uh, address at the uh, memorial of Chief uh, Albert Lutuli. We're going to go to the lines quickly before we go to our guests. I have, uh, oh, a very well uh, noted activist who tells us all the time that she was involved in activism herself, and that's Sheila. Good afternoon, Sheila, and welcome to Newsbreak Talk. Thank you, uh, Salma. Well, I was part of the Black Consciousness Movement Mm -hmm. uh, in which... um the Pitiana brothers, Langa brothers, etc., was involved. And I'm glad currently, well, I'm part of, say, South Africa, and I'm glad Pitiana is uh, taking the lead there because he has all his facts uh, or ducks in a row. Um, at the same time, uh, well, of course, now they've formed a new group, which is uh, considering the future of uh, South Africa and state capture. Mm-hmm. I myself am quite active on the ne- um, social networking sites because, yes, it has helped us. Educate a lot of people, even in the ANC. Um, I've uh, joined us uh, over the years, um, you know, to be quite active and to hear our views. And I think it made a lot of change being on the social media. But and Sheila, I want to ask you you say you're active on social media, as, as Roshan said. You know, you can be on social media, but I think it's the way that you actually engage on social media that's important, is it not? Yes, uh, I also have various groups mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and I, of course I follow and uh, have dialogues with impo- uh, important people like mm. Marcosi Koza at mm-hmm. the moment mm-hmm. who is an MP in Parliament and I think um, uh, uh, she needs a lot of our support. She mm. has of course been regarded as a hero of late yes. because uh, she's been outspoken in Parliament and she's being targeted by the ANC and getting death Good opinion there, Sheila. But don't you think that, you know, just going on social media and taking a swipe at someone, is that also activism in your books? Yes, it is simply because um, why I'm saying it is activism because we get an immediate response from Mm -hmm. the ANC itself. In fact, we actively go on to my ANC and engage with people Mm -hmm. uh, who are in the ANC as well. And, of course, we have debates with people who are in the ANC. So that is, for me, um, having debates and making them understand what our point of view is, is an important factor. Thank you for your comment. I'm going to have to leave it there with you, Sheila. We do have other callers online. But uh, one thing I wanted to mention was, you know, taking a swipe at someone uh, uh, or an organization is very different from taking a swipe at, at an individual. Remember, the square is pretty large. We have enough space for butterflies and for mosquitoes to spread their wings. So I think we must be a bit wary and a bit more responsible when we are doing online activism, in a sense. Let's go quickly to uh, Paddy Carney, who is going to uh, talk to us a little bit more about the Active Citizens Movement. And um, exactly, Paddy, what kind of role will the Active Citizens Movement play in society um, right now? I think we'd like to play a, a strong role in lobbying and advocacy engaging with strategic partners. We will have task groups on subjects like education, food security, energy, health, and and a number of others. We will be reviewing the Constitution, 
and making input to the integrated development mm-hmm. plans in, in each municipality, mm. as well as helping people, helping our membership to take part in wards, in clinic committees, and in community policing forums. In other words, encouraging them to, to get involved in those structures. Mm. Okay. And what about uh, the ACM itself? Right now, we know that the ACM was uh, very involved in the whole Praveen Gordon saga when he was removed as finance minister. But is that all that the ACM will be focusing or concentrating on? No, uh, a lot more than that. Um, You know, many people are concerned about service delivery. In South Africa, we have at least one protest per day Mm. about service delivery. And it seems that people are not listened to Mm. until they use violence. Mm. So we have this awful situation where we are, in fact, uh, rewarding violence. But we don't reward people who come in deputations and sign petitions and try to reach out to government officials. They, They feel that they're not listened to. I like the humanity there. Roshan, what's your take on this? You know, um, what kind of role will the ACM play? Because when I chatted to some people and I mentioned ACM, they just said, ah, it, yes, that was the group that was actively involved when um, Praveen Gordon was ousted. Is that the only focus that the ACM had at the time? No, definitely not. I think um, the, the ousting of Praveen Gordon spoke specifically to the ANC losing its values, losing its, its relevance to the Freedom Charter and its own documents. And for us, it was a great concern because, again, the constitution was under threat. Mm. And I think the ACM is about rekindling these values. And it's about an education process to tell people that you are in control of governance. Mm. The ANC, the ANC Youth League, the ANC Women's League genuinely believe that they are a power force and they behave like power. The truth is, if one understands the constitution, the people are the power. Now, how do we direct programs for people to take control of that power? Mm. Because if the people take control of it, and even in the Freedom Charter, it says the people shall govern. Mm. So essentially, if people can take control through tangible products, measurable product, uh, programs, rather, then they're going to be in a position to actually take control of their future and the future of our children. And that was the education aspect that Sheila was actually talking yes. about. Is that the kind of role then that the ACM will also play? Well, it's one of the roles. I mean, um, in Peter Maritzburg, we, 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 as Pad, Paddy has uh, pointed out, there's, um, we had a, a workshop, a workshop decided, which means the members have actually decided these are the areas we want, want to cover, among which was education, among which was health, the environment, community development, and even economic development. So these, these areas were identified by people as areas that need um, support, mm. right? And we've got sector heads on each, each driving specific programs, each actually trying hard to get people involved to take control of their own, their own lives. Mm. You know, in, if you remember the UDF back, back in the day, mm. it was a bottom-up approach. Mm. People from the bottom gave direction to what this organization will be like. So what happened to those days then, or that kind of uh, leadership? Well, I'm going to be frank. The ANC came. And the ANC came in with the top-bottom approach. And the ANC said that we are the leaders, we will give you direction. Mm. And for a while it was brilliant. Yes. The likes of Mandela, the likes of, um, uh, well, even prior to Mandela, the Sisulus, the Tambos. And, and, and let me be frank, mine is not a criticism of the ANC. Because I still remain a supporter of the ANC for whatever it is worth, right? But I still think that when Oliver Tambo, and you know when I said in the beginning that um, uh, Zuma said this is a funny democracy, Mm. in the next breath he said this is the year of Oliver Tambo. Now he needs to be reminded that in whilst in exile, Oliver Tambo commissioned Albie Sachs to actually put into place the principles of this constitution. And that was quite comprehensive, and much of it actually exists in this constitution. And in the closing of that particular process, Oliver Tambo said, this constitution will one day protect the ANC from itself. And that is profound. And I think President Zuma must actually listen to that before he proclaims this the year of Oliver Tambo. Well, he actually said it in the clip that, you know, the ANC of uh, Or Tambo was, oh, oh, the ANC of Lutuli is actually very different from the ANC of uh, uh, Mandela. He actually mm. said it here in the clip. 
And uh, we're going to go to the lines as well. You can call us in studio 089-310-8789. Do you really feel or resonate or feel uh, what uh, Roshan Jainath and Paddy Kani are actually telling you about activism and the need for activism uh, in modern day uh, society and, of course, post-apartheid? Just want to get your take on the uh, what uh, Paddy touched on, the uh, daily service delivery protests that are happening. What's your take on this? And, and do you think that this is something that the ACM will address? Well, I think in in the end of the day, it, it boils down to um, governance, right? And um, I believe personally that the state has the money and the resources to, to deliver on basic services. And just bear in mind that these delivery, these service delivery issues like healthcare and education is a constitutional right. Mm. It's not a favor that some of the residents are expecting. It's mm-hmm. a constitutional right. There are resources to deliver on this. But clearly monies are being diverted to business deals where over overpriced tenders are given to friends and family and suddenly there's no money to actually deliver so what happens when there's no money to deliver firstly they come up with clever schemes like let's take back the the land or let's do this or let's do that so just the populist way to gain people's votes the populism exactly what happened in zimbabwe except zimbabwe did not have a constitution like ours Right. So, mm. so what I'm saying is the service delivery issues are there. They're always going to be there. Mm. If the ANC continues in the way that it is currently, there will, there will come, come a point where the voters will say enough is enough mm. and they won't be there anymore. Roshan, we're going to stop you there. We do have a caller online. It's uh, Louis Pillay. Good afternoon, Louis, and welcome to Newsbreak Talk. Yeah, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to the listeners and good afternoon to your guest. My blessing is to the new body that's been formed. Uh, he also mentioned, the guest mentioned in the re-look at the, the constitution. Mm. Now, which constitution he's referring is to? Is the ANC constitution, the South African constitution, or this body's new constitution? Well, let's ask Paddy that, himself. He's right here. Paddy, which constitution were you talking it's, about? It's the national. It's the South African constitution. There you go, the South African okay. constitution. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Um, are you going to go out? with the draft copy to the communities and have various meetings with the community to rectify it? I think the mechanisms for that review haven't really been worked out yet, so I I really couldn't comment on that, but I'm sure we would like to have the maximum consultation with communities about those issues. There you go, Louis. It's still in its early stages. The ACM is just launching today. 0893108789. Thank you, Louis Pillay, for your, for your call. Let's go to uh, Salim, who is on line one. Good afternoon, Salim. Welcome to Newsbreak Talk. Hi, Salim. No, we seem to have lost Salim there. Let's go to line three, Mrs. Governor. Good afternoon. Hello. Hi, Mrs. Governor, you're back. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I'm just uh, finding out, I'm just going to find out. Mm -hmm. Is it possible, don't you think the um, uh, people at large in this country deserve to know the credentials of those being appointed in political uh, positions, in government, especially the politicians? They should be screened and... And uh, the people, they, they are using the tax money uh, to live by the family. But I think that's what they do, Mrs. Governor, when they uh, stand for election. Um, look, we ha- Newsbreak actually does a whole lot of election debates right around the country. You get to meet some of those officials and you get to meet some of those politicians and uh, how they're involved. So thank you for your comments there. I think it's actually up to you. We give you that platform and that opportunity to learn about the person that you are electing into power. 089 we're going to go to uh, another caller right now anonymous on uh, line four good afternoon this is Newsbreak talk good afternoon Selma yes go ahead uh, I need to speak to the panel good afternoon sirs Hi. good afternoon I need to find uh, yes you have said that the money that's uh, being invested into the uh, businesses is mostly the public's money, which is so right, because we've worked very hard for this money, and it's the taxpayer's money. So you're talking about service delivery then? Yes, service deliveries, whereby uh, we don't even sometimes get service. Mm. And um, I'm okay, I am going to remain anonymous, because I am from the Phoenix area, 
And uh, yes, we do have a lot of problems as well when we look forward for services. Mm. So uh, how much are we expecting? Uh, okay, you have just started this. And uh, I wish you well, and we will follow up with you, with your... Uh, whatever y'all go for. Their plans for activism. Yes. All right. Thank you very much, Anonymous. And I just want to let you know, the Active Citizens Movement has been around for quite a while, I'm sure, Paddy. About more than a year, yes. Roshan. Yes. Yeah. More than a year. And um, this this role of activism now, uh, you're officially launching today. Does it mean that it will be a registered organization? It will be registered, yes. Once we've approved the constitution, which we will be doing this afternoon, mm-hmm. that's the constitution of the ACM. So yes. that's that's happening this afternoon? This afternoon. And what else is going to be happening at the launch this afternoon? Well, you, you've heard the public speaker, our guest speaker. There will be elections of the office bearers. There will be reports of what has been done over that year that we have been setting up the organization. Um, I think those are the main things. Right. Mm-hmm. Roshan, anything you want to add with regards to exactly what will be happen- happening this afternoon? Yeah, I think I think this afternoon is, um, in addition to the um, election of the officials, I think some of the programs will be announced. Mm. Right, And, um, you know, what's significant is this ACM being a non-party political organization. It is genuinely a civil society body. In it, we have members of the ANC or ex-members of the ANC. We have DA members. We have EFF members. We have non-aligned members. We, we, we have people that don't even like politics but just want a better life. So putting these groupings together, is this, and, and one of the speakers from, um, I think it was Darren from Johannesburg, spoke, you know, the, the issue of social cohesion bringing people together to take their lives into their own hands. Calling yourself a South African first. First, yes. yes. And, and I think what um, today marks the beginning of a process, firstly, of social cohesion, bringing values back into our lives, mm. and then working on programs to actually assist the disempowered, mm. helping to get people to help themselves. Mm. Because we cannot just do it on our own. You know, we, we've got to facilitate people getting involved. Excellent. I'm going to stop you there because we do have a caller on the line. It's Salim. Good afternoon, Salim. Welcome to Newsbreak Talk. Good afternoon, Salman. Good afternoon to your guest. You see, the thing is, you know, we all believe there could be misrule and mismanagement of our economy. And we seem to point the finger at the direction of one man. But, you know, if you have to look at it, the problem is it's a high level of dishonesty among civil servants, among people that we deal with, and, you know, in general. So you're saying it's not just one man then, there's something else that we should be looking at? No, we see, we we tend to focus our energy and we all want to say that there's, you know, one man must go. You see, the civil society movement is the right movement to hold the government in in check. See, we have a Chapter 9 institution, we have to have all the organization and keep an eye on what's happening. Things are definitely going wrong, the way our, you know... Uh, our our organization like SAA and and you know SA and SA. So the know, state parastatals there. There seem to be problems, but I don't think so. It's a fault of one man. It's a fault of collectively mainly people that are in senior position and government and you know officials and things like that. Thanks for your opinion there, Salim. Oh eight nine three one zero eight seven eight nine. It's exactly a quarter to two. And, uh, of course, the ACM is going to be launching in exactly 15 minutes' time. Um, but let's go to Roshan now. Something very interesting that Salim brought up, and he kept saying that it's not the fault of just one man. Your, your opinion on that? Well, I, I must agree with Salim. I, I think it goes a bit further. It's the fault of a system. And it's not just a South African system. It's, it's, a, it's an international system. It's a system of patronage. It's a system of big business. It's a system that actually seeks to get profits for for individual companies and individual people. So the beneficiaries are never the poor. Whichever way you look at it, our poor are going to remain poor for a long time. Hmm. And it's a system that is fundamentally flawed. We had leaders that seem to have come out and said, listen, we want to represent the poor. We want to make a difference in the lives of the poor. And recently and sadly, it seems to me that leaders are saying, we've actually embraced this international system. Hmm. 
You know, and the, the really the fight in South Africa is whether you should be doing business with big white business or whether you should be doing business with the BRICS business, the, mm. the Russian business and the India business. Mm. And that's the, really the fight. Mm. That factionalism has is, is, is played itself out in the political parties. And I'm saying that there's something wrong with our system. How do we go back to having a caring society? Mm. And I think that talks to the core of ACM as well, because ACM is saying we cannot trust interest groups. We cannot trust big business. We mm. cannot trust government. Can you trust the government of America now? But at the same time, as you said, we do have representatives who are from political parties, who are from big business as well. How will they separate themselves from the role that they play within the ACM then? Well, I'm saying it is all about values. They are very big businesses, very good businesses that are run on the basis of integrity and values. So that's what I'm saying. This is not about an individual. It's not about Jacob Zuma. It's not about Praveen Gordon. It's not about big business or small business. It's actually first and foremost about values. Mm. If you share values, you're going to share a connection. Mm. And I believe that you can build a country on that. And I might sound a bit idealistic, but the ACM first and foremost has to actually resonate strongly with what Salim has said. Mm. This is not about individuals. We're not anti-Zuma or mm. anti-ANC or anti-DA or anti-this or that. We're actually pro-values first. Mm. We're pro-social cohesion. We're pro-bringing Madiba's vision back of saying this is one, one country for all South Africans. Thank you, Roshan. We're going to stop you there. And it's actually ironic that most of the leaders that did speak out happened to speak out on Mandela Day. And uh, that was uh, making their point or driving their point home. That you know what? Uh, it, uh, those values of Mandela have to come back to actually help the people on the ground and uplift them as well. 0893108789. This is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM with me, Salma Patel. Remember, you can still call us. Uh, we do have about 10 minutes left for the program. And uh, the ACM will be launching at about 2 o'clock today. We do have Roshan Jainath and uh, Paddy Kani, who are interim committee members of the uh, Active Citizens Movement. The official launch is happening at 2 o'clock today. Call us in studio 089-310-8789. It's exactly 10 to 2 right now. This is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM with me, Salma Patel. It's turning out to be quite an exciting uh, program today. And uh, a little bit of humanity is also coming out in uh, the need for active citizenry and what it actually means to get your voice heard and go back to those old traditional values of helping those that are less fortunate than yourself. 089-310-8789. Let's go straight to the lines. I have uh, Mr. K. Moodley on the line. Good afternoon, Mr. Moodley. Good afternoon, ma'am. My view is the entire problem lies at the door of the president. He is the leader. He needs to address his line function. That is my view. Okay, thank you. Th- thank you very much, Mr. Mudley. 0893108789. And uh, just a reminder there that uh, that vote of no confidence will be happening on the 8th of August uh, 2017. That's something that everyone's looking forward to. And uh, it was actually all because uh, people got together and voiced their opinion and even used the legal uh, route and made sure that that vote of no confidence is now set down for the 8th of August. I'm going to go to Mr. Paddy Kani, who is an interim member of the Active Citizens Movement. And remember, that organization will be launching today at about 2 o'clock. Now, Mr. Kani was uh, uh, also uh, employed at the Inanda Seminary, which was an all-girls school for black students. And uh, he taught there as an English teacher. It was here that uh, Kani was exposed to the injustices of apartheid. Was that your early days then where, you know, your activism kicked in? Did it all start there? Nearly 50 years ago, I need to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, it was a, it was more, I think, an education for me to be teaching in that school mm. because very often in the assemblies, the students would be told about political events that were happening in South Africa and to listen to their response, you know, you really began to understand how they were suffering and the, the various ways in which black people were being Oppressed what were some Africa. of the things that really touched you? Well, one thing in particular, I was teaching Macbeth, you know, Shakespeare's play, to Standard Eights, and the play was being presented in town at the Alhambra Theatre, and I arranged for our students to go by bus to see the play, and all the arrangements were in place, but on the last day that we were arranging the person at the Alhambra Theatre said, by the way, where is that school, Inanda Seminary? And I told him where, and he said, um, 
is that a black school? And I said, yes. So he said, well, I'm very sorry your students won't be able to come and see the play. Why not? Because they were black. So um, I I also felt in a way that I was being discriminated against because I I wouldn't be able to go with them either. Exactly, and And you're just a teacher. I wrote I wrote a letter to the Daily News in which I spoke about this this great problem and quoted from the play about tyranny and so on. And there were some of the actors came from overseas and they read this letter. They had no idea that people were being prevented from coming to see them acting. They said to me, we will come to Inanda Seminary mm. and we will present the play outdoors and you invite all the standard eights from all the black schools of Durban to come and we will present the play to them. And that's exactly what happened. And all it took was a letter. It, yeah, one letter. One yes. letter. One yes. letter made a difference. Sometimes I have to say that when I was detained, the security police said, that's when we began to watch you, Ooh, when I wrote dear. that letter. Big Brother was watching you from then. But tell me, the, the seeds of activism were actually sown then, and you, you were in detention, as you mentioned. Yes. What inspired you to continue then? Why didn't you just give up? Because uh, there's always that adage that, you know, you should help other people and, and, and r- help uplift, uh, uh, you know, your fellow man. But what, what inspired you to continue? Well, I think I, I was aware that there were other people who had suffered much, much more than I had suffered in detention, people who had been tortured and so on, and that there were, you know, huge communities of people in South Africa who had great disadvantages. And so how could one stop at that point? One needed to go on and, and try to be brave. Mm, and you're still continuing now, even though, you know, you're retired and you're supposed to lead an, an, a nice, quiet life. But not so quiet for you now. No, I would be too bored by that. Oh eight nine three one zero eight seven eight nine. That's the number you can call us on and uh, tell us your opinion about active uh, citizenry. What it means to you to be involved in activism. Uh, you are a citizen of this country, like uh, one of the callers had mentioned that you know you're a South African first. And then uh, you can get involved in, in, in what happens, build that social cohesion and uh, let the country work for you. 089310-8789. Hi, I'm Carmen Pfeffer, host of Sue Travel Show Go Eat World. And you're listening to Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. It's exactly 5 to 2 right now. This is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. We're going to go quickly to Roshan Jainath. One of the issues that we wanted to flesh out with you was the issue of um, active citizenry. And of course... The, the need for activism in, in post-apartheid, the role that the active citizens movement will, will play. And in, you've already had this active citizens movement quite active in Peter Maritzburg. Yes. Can you tell us some of the projects or the big uh, events that you have worked on in Peter Maritzburg? Well, for, for one thing, um, we, we've had uh, our health sector um, that has been represented by uh, Dr. Rakesh Mohanlal and Dr. Keith Wombel. And uh, together with, with other members, we've already reached out to North Hill Hospital, for example. Mm. And we've, we met with the CEO and the chairman of the board, uh, Rachel Subaya. And we, we, we've explained to them that one of our goals is, as insofar as we're an advocacy grouping that's, that's looking to look at issues where corruption is involved and so on, but we also want to help to build capacity. And how can we help? How can we help? the process of making a difference in the lives of the helpless people. So you're not just looking at making a noise and going out there protesting. That's not your intention. Well, time, place and context. There's a time for making noise. But there's also a time for making a difference. Mm. And for me personally, I can't just be involved in making noise. I'd rather sit down together with Paddy and retire quietly. <laughs> but but if we are making a, a meaningful difference in people's lives, then I think it adds value to ourselves. It's, let's hold that thought because I do have Mrs. Kiston on the line and I, I don't want her to run away. Mrs. Kiston, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Selma. Thanks for a good show. Selma, thanks for the time you'll take to come and uh, not, uh, give us knowledge about all these things. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I want to salute these people that are going around, especially this uh, body that's going to be formed. How sad it is we have to form bodies to counteract what's happening in our country. It's so sad. And people are working tirelessly to do this for our. They are adding value to our life. I just want to congratulate you and this team, even as they go out today. 
that this will be one organization that we will all support and stand together. I salute these men and women, and I salute all of you all. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mrs. Kiston. Well, there's you go. Some accolades for you there, Roshan. Thank you, Mrs. Kiston. And, um, but I think Mrs. Kiston said it's kind of sad that there needs to be these kind of organizations. I don't think it's sad. Do you think so? No, I, I don't think so. I think um, we need to look around the world, right? We need, we need to look at America, we need to look at the UK, we need to look at the Middle East. Everywhere we go, there is high level of violence and high level of corruption. Mm-hmm. Right? Many of these countries don't even know that their leaders are corrupt. Mm-hmm. We do. Mm-hmm. There's something special about us. And I don't think we need to Do you to think be, it's only because we have a free press now? And I would say because we have a constitution that protects the free press. There you go. Right? And I'm saying it goes beyond that because it actually gives the citizens right mm-hmm. to criticize this president. You go to Zimbabwe and say something about President Mugabe in a restaurant, before you leave, there'll be a police van waiting for you. Mm. So the, the repression elsewhere is much more than we actually understand. We don't know how lucky we are. Mm. And this is thanks to a constitution. But it's obviously responsible criticism that you have to make. Yes, correct. Mm. But even in Zimbabwe, if you make responsible criticism, you could get locked up. Mm. Mm. What I'm saying, that's repression. Mm. Here we don't have that. You know, even if you do something that is wrong here, there's a, there's a due process of law. There you go, the due process of law. Yes. And, and I, I still think that as citizens, we have reason to be positive, but very careful. Mm. You know, positive mindsets can drive your programs in a far more effective way. Okay. we coming to the end of our program. Just to sum up in 30 seconds, then, your role in the active citizens movement and what will it mean now going forward? Well, I think going forward now with an elected committee... We have to give meaning to these programs. And if we want to be relevant, if we want to have a sustainable program, we have to actually deliver on making a difference. And it's as simple as that. Thank you very much, Mr. Roshan Jainath. I'm going to go to Paddy Kani quickly to sum up. Very quickly, Mr. Kani, your thoughts about the ACM and what's exactly going to happen today? Well, something that we haven't discussed at all is the, the role of young people. And the ACM wants to have... Uh, special leadership training programs for young people because we'd like to hear their voice much more powerfully than we do already. That's very exciting. Something certainly to look forward to. I didn't want to sound ageist when I was saying that. I didn't want to ask that question about young people. But it's admirable that you brought it up because that's important. They're the ones who are going to take the ACM forward. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you very much and congratulations. And we wish you all the best on the launch of uh, the ACM. Uh, The Active Citizens Movement will be launching today at 2 p.m. That's in a few minutes' time. Uh, Remember, uh, that's uh, going to happen. And, of course, Newsbreak Lotus FM will bring you news on all those and other stories as well so you can stay close to Lotus FM. That's a wrap of today's edition of Newsbreak Talk. I'm Salma Patel. Remember, you can uh, stay tuned.